gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am your bariatric bachelor, now engaged, Vinny Apicella, and I am here on the Bariatric Bachelor Now Engaged podcast. I am here with my awesome co-host, Valerie Noyce. Val, how are you today? I am good. How are you? I am actually doing very well today. I've had a very long and, uh, well, long and uh, restless weekend, um, considering as of right now, being 5.30 p.m. on Sunday, I have been up since 11 p.m. last night. Um, and, uh, actually, then I was up for 23 hours on Friday. I got a little bit of sleep between the time worked from six to one yesterday, put up my sister's Christmas lights after that, and then slept for a few hours between that and going to work last night. So yeah, very little sleep this weekend. And, uh, I'm feeling like a box of fluffy ducks. (laughs) <laughs> I was feeling bad for myself. I, I worked overnight. Um, so I got up Saturday at 530 mm-hmm. and went to bed Sunday at eight in the morning. So, <laughs> so <laughs> 530 in the morning and on Saturday to eight in the morning on Sunday. So well, damn, a, that's 27 hours or so. That's, that's a long time <laughs> to keep your eyes yeah. open. <laughs> It is definitely a long time. I've been there. I've done that. I think my longest time being awake is 34 hours without sleep. So yeah, I know the feeling. Makes you a little, not too bright, I think is the way I felt this morning. Like, ah, I can't even have a conversation because my lips don't work anymore. (laughs) Well, at least you got some rest and uh, we're, uh, We're glad you are. We're glad you got the rest. You're able to talk now because now we're able to record. Um, Anyways, got a lot to talk about today. We're not going to do the top five songs of a certain year because quite honestly, I dropped the ball on that and I forgot to uh, give you a year to come up with. But that does not mean that our musical musical selection is going to be void this week. I do have a song that I'm going to be playing. Um, Actually, it's a friend of mine who puts a song out. His... uh, his name is jay deuce the flash of light and um he's a good friend of mine he just released the album last uh last month actually in october it is on itunes and anywhere you find your favorite musical uh experiences he's going to be a guest on the podcast um within the next few weeks he's also going to be the dj at my wedding next year um however um so we're going to listen to that song later on we'll get to that and kind of break it down and kind of you know talk about it and Um, but we got a lot, we got a lot more to go over today in terms of, uh, uh, news that affects a lot of our lives. Um, first off is, uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, verdict came through justice has been served. True justice has been served, um, which is something that's unheard of nowadays. Um, also got, uh, the latest about, um, Bozo Biden's pick for our banking uh, community, uh, Saleh Omarova, or Omarova, um, or as um, Senator Kennedy said, Comrade um, Omarova, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Senator Kennedy has a way with the words, I tell you what. <laughs> now, is he one of the Kennedy family? I assume he is, correct? I don't think so. No, I mean, I don't know. Kennedy. He's he 
well, he's on the wrong side of the <laughs> right. He's, That's what I mean. He's a Republican, whereas the rest of the Kennedys were Democrats. But I mean, I don't think he is. I really don't know. I guess maybe I have to look into that. But uh, that's a good question. That's a, from Louisiana, I believe, isn't he? I believe so. I'm gonna have to look at that. Um, John John Neely Kennedy. John Neely Kennedy, is he part of the Kennedy clan? Um, oh, he's a Democrat turned Republican. Okay, so that makes sense. Um, but it does not look like, um, uh, it doesn't say that he's a Kennedy. Uh, As we think of Kennedys. <laughs> yeah, related to like JFK and all of that. Um yeah, because he's from uh, Louisiana, and it, yeah, it does not say anything about being part of the Kennedy clan, but he was a Democrat turned Republican um, in, uh, it doesn't say what year, but yeah, so he's not part of the actual, you know, Martha's Vineyard Kennedys. Um, right. Not the Royal Kennedys. Exactly. You know, JFK and Jackie O and JFK Jr. and the rest of the Kennedy clan. Not even Arnold Schwarzenegger is part of the Kennedys. Or at least he was by marriage. Oh. Guess yeah, uh, Maria Shriver, his ex-wife, um, is a Kennedy cousin or a part of the Kennedys. And oh. she's the one that founded the Special Olympics as well. That's cool. So, yeah. Um, the Kennedys' reach is probably just, well, at least it used to be just about as widespread as the Clintons, which is not nearly as gruesome. <laughs> there were a lot i think jfk had like 13 brothers and sisters something crazy like that that, but that means at one point they were starting to walk out um rather than i don't know i hate to see how wide that cavern was um i don't think i i could be wrong on this too so maybe i'll shut up but i think her babies were cesarean his mom i think that they were born cesarean well now now i gotta look that up i'm sorry but i have to <laughs> See how we get off on the rails very quickly on this show. Um, I am bad. I am bad for you, Vinny. Yeah, I guess so. But let's take a look here. Sisters, uh, or brother, or siblings, let's see. Kennedy family relatives. Uh, Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? Here we go. Kennedy family. That, of course, it's not going to show it. The Kennedy curse. Not going to show me now, is it? Okay, so he. Well, no, it doesn't show that many. It's got. Uh, he's got his one brother, Robert F. Then Ted Kennedy, Eunice Kennedy Shriver, uh, Rosemary Kennedy, and oh no, wait a minute. Siblings, I can't just show. Yeah, it doesn't want to show me all the information that I want to know. You know, it's like, that's the problem with, with, with uh, any of these uh, search engines. It shows it on the, on the search page, what you want to find. Um, but then it doesn't actually, when you click on the link, it doesn't actually give you the information you want. 
Um, he oh, had eight good. siblings, three brothers and five sisters. Yeah, something. Well, there was nine altogether. Okay, so it wasn't freaking. Thirteen. <laughs> a football team. Good gravy. I was only off by four. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, at least he did have a. Um, Maybe not a football team, but a baseball team. He was able to field a baseball <laughs> team with that family. Um, but, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Either way, it's a lot of kids. Uh, it's a huge family. And and the majority of them are, I believe, dead at this point. I think wasn't Ted the last one that um, they just passed recently? I think so. Yeah, because I know he, he buried uh, – number of his siblings um but either way moving on before we bore everybody to tears um with this kind of talk um so we've also so biggest news biggest news biggest news kyle rittenhouse was found not guilty of all charges in his in the wisconsin shooting that left um two of the antifa i believe antifa or black lives matter idiots um, dead and one wounded um, and he was found not guilty of all charges because he shot in self-defense and yeah. it was you know we 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 hoped that it would come to this yes uh, i was worried though it was taking so long but you know i guess that they needed to deliberate and you wanted to make sure that they were actually thinking through everything you're it right. took a long time. <laughs> it it did take a long time, but you know what? I mean, if you look if you look at a lot of the stuff that have come out that's come out now, and and stuff that the jury was obviously privy to. First of all, the the did you hear about MSNBC being banned from the courtroom? Yes, for stalking them, pretty much. Yeah, they stalk. They were stalking the jurors. They were following the jury bus to try to, you know get some kind of information from the jury and then uh the judge banned them from the courtroom for it that's uh that was a great great uh great decision i agree that was good i mean isn't isn't that how uh princess diane died was being stalked by the media yeah the paparazzi that's where the term paparazzi actually started becoming popular was back then um you know the 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 ambulance chasers of the entertainment world um, or should I say the limo chasers. Um, <laughs> but in this case, they were chasing a bus that was blacked out so they could bring the jurors back and forth to their sequestered hotel, which in this day and age, I mean, what did they have to do? Like strip out all the electronics out of the hotel room. So they didn't, you know, listen. Well, to but they weren't sequestered. I thought they were. No, they were allowed to go home every night. Oh, they were. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they were sequestered. That was the whole point of the bus. The whole point of the bus was just so they couldn't. Nobody knew who they were, so they were picked up. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how that worked, but I know that they weren't sequestered because a lot of people uh, guessed or disagreed with that. That they probably should have been. Yeah. Because yeah, of all the stuff going on, but. They and the other thing, did you hear about the footage that uh, the prosecution had from the drone footage, but then sent the lower quality footage to the de- to the um, defense? 
Yeah, were they were they trying to get a mistrial? I mean, I, I think that's what they were trying to do because they knew that they there was no chance in hell of them winning, especially when all the information came out. You know, right. and, and no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go as far to say that Kyler Rittenhouse is a hero per se. However, he's somebody that that you know saved his life by shooting by shooting two people who were three people who were holding him at gunpoint. And the funniest part is that they're calling him a white supremacist, yet the three people he shot were white people. And he was defending an Indian person's car dealership. It, they um, saw yesterday that the news outlets from other countries are actually were actually reporting that the people that he shot were black just because that was what That's the narrative. Our, made it sound like yeah so i thought well yeah i could not i thought they were i thought they had to be with and, all the news they were well, calling. i mean i mean you got to think about it this way not everybody who's at the black lives matters riots were black i mean we had a lot of white people there who and 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 again i'm not i am not saying that black people don't matter i would never ever ever say that because i have you know there are many people without black people there would be no hip-hop music there'd be no peanuts i mean george washington carver was a genius when it came to peanuts i mean there would be peanuts but there would be no you know uh peanut inventions or or stuff like that um although peanut butter was actually not from george washington carver uh peanut butter was actually made at a world's fair by some other person uh who obviously you can't remember the name um (laughs) because it wasn't george washington carver but yes, that's the kind of useless knowledge that I have inside my head. Um, but no, seriously, um, you know, and the, the biggest problem that I have is people that are consistently race baiting and, and making everything racial. OK, going back, you know, going back to the George Floyd murders, we've talked murder, we talk, talked about that. That was not racially motivated. That was a personal situation between Chauvin and Floyd. And while, you know, regardless of the fact that Floyd was a career criminal and the fact that um, he was high on fentanyl and, and, you know, going out of his mind and resisting arrest, should he have died? No, nobody should. Nobody should die. Although there are a few choice people I'd like to throw inside of a volcano. Um, (laughs) Just human sacrifice, though, right? Exactly, exactly. No, but, but seriously, you know, um, but they're, they, they've made Floyd a martyr. And that's what I don't like is that they, you know, they take people who are not good people and just right. because of their skin color, they make them a martyr. Why can't you look up to somebody who has actually turned their life around and made it something of themselves? You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want. Why are we making heroes of people when the best thing that they ever did in their life was die? I mean, that's. I mean, the most sounds so wrong the way it came out, but I know what you meant. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean (laughs) that way. But the. um, Oh, we're gonna cancel. Ever heard of him? No one would have known who he was. Exactly. Nobody, you know, and if it wasn't for the unfortunate incident that left him dead, nobody would have heard from him. You know, now there's a statue in his honor. I mean, give me a freaking break. Oh, that's crazy. And a, isn't there a street named after him? 
I'm and, sure there is. But did you see the, the, the two, not one, but the two funerals that they had, one in Texas, one in Minnesota, and um, what was it? Minnesota? Horse-drawn yeah, Minnesota. carriage, the horse-drawn. Yeah, and the gold casket. Yeah, but, that's. But it's like, you know, you see the people that come out like uh, Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and, you know, they all come out and they're all, you know, oh, Black Lives Matter and this and that and the other thing. And yes, Black people do matter. But the actual organization of Black Lives Matter does not have Black people's interest in heart. Nope. I think we've, we've, we've already determined that. Just a political agenda. Some people just like to have a cause, I guess. Even if they have to make it up. Yeah, exactly. I, I saw um, after the trial was um, the verdict came in, there were people outside, obviously on both sides, but there were people carrying the sign that had the three people that got shot in superhero capes. Like Which they were so ridiculous rose because they were out there they were out there doing things they shouldn't you know they it they wasn't were like, crimes. yeah and, and no i don't i don't think that he should have been out there i mean it would have been great if he'd just never gone and right. but but see here's the thing he was he from from all the reports that i've heard he was a junior police cadet or, or something to that effect right and, he lived 20 minutes away, right over the border. So it's not like he drove hours on end. He lived 20 minutes away and his father lived in that city. And I believe he was defending his friend's car dealership from the, the you know, from the mob mentality, the riot mentality that's perpetrated by those two groups, the BLM and the, um, and, and the Antifa. Yeah. So he had, he did, you know, for people that say, oh, he didn't have a right to be there. Well, you know what? I'm sorry, but if you're a if you're part of the, you know, police periphery and you see that the police department in that area is, you know, and it's his, you know, he has residence there. His father lived there, so he has ties to the community. It's not like he just chose a random community to start shooting up. I mean, no, that would be the other group. But um you know, it's just amazing to me how people are giving this poor, this 17-year-old kid, and, and honestly, you know what, regardless of his age, the fact is that he went there specifically to help defend the city. Right. You know, as opposed right. to cause chaos. Yes. And part of me thinks, well, you know, if everybody stops doing that, if there's no, I wish it hadn't ended how it did. I wish people hadn't gotten killed, but if people don't stand up for themselves, for their neighbors, then what kind of world is this? Exactly. You know, you, but, but that's the, the whole thing behind the Biden administration is order, order through chaos. <laughs> we, we've, we've saw it even through the midterm of Trump's term is that, you know, Harris and, and Biden, they were all you know, supportive of the quote-unquote peaceful protests of the BLM idiots. Do you think that that's why that the the media, in since they got that peaceful protest thing so wrong, is that why that they just stuck to it? 
like because yeah, they had egg on their face. Yeah, this guy must be bad because nobody was doing anything wrong out there. Right. <laughs> Which is ridiculous because if anybody saw any clips or highlights of the you know the BLM riots, they were riots. They were not peaceful. I'm sorry. Where when do you consider burning down businesses as a peaceful protest? I don't know, but there was actually a reporter standing in front of a burning building and a mob behind him, and he's saying that he's out there reporting with the peaceful protesters, and <laughs> literally the fires are behind him. <laughs> like okay, but but going kind of branching off of that do you think the media in general in america has lost all its credibility yeah no matter what side and and this is not specifically about the the leftist media or whatever i think media in general has lost all its credibility i agree i when you cannot turn on a, a news station and not know how the person voted that's that's bad. I mean, I agree. You're getting way too much of their agenda on both sides. I right. mean, I exactly. I mean, people should be able to make informed choices and informed decisions about their political beliefs without having one side or the other shoved down their throat. Correct. I, but we don't have that. No. And I think people realize that. When they hear facts on TV, they have to do their own research. Exactly. You can't just trust it. Like, okay, you got to get at least a second source. You know? Right. <laughs> that's no, what I, truly what I try. And I, I have a friend that's very, uh, very liberal. And so he just thinks completely opposite about, he, he thinks that it's really bad that this terror kid got off got away with murder you know it's like and then i ask him did you watch any of the trial because it was on tv and yep. it's like no why would i want to watch that like well maybe you could have seen some of the facts right but then i'm just arguing so you know what the heck <laughs> no you're, you're absolutely right on that like i've lost friendships over you know political beliefs and it's not worth it number one because we should all be able to see that's why it was like always the golden rule, right? Where the two things you should never talk about are politics and religion, because everybody has their own belief system, right? But with so many things coming to the forefront, be it political views or religious views, or, you know, your views on genderism or sexism or, or se you know, sexual orientationism or what have you, everything is right out in the open. I'm all about being proud for who you are whether you're LGBT alphabet soup or whether you're um, just somebody who is proud to be who they are, nationality, uh, race, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You should be proud of who you are. But when it comes to the point of trying to, or when it comes to the point of, a, of the perception being that you're trying to persuade people that you're, lifestyle is the superior lifestyle that's where there needs to be you know the brakes have to go on you have to back up the horse right i agree and if you can't have a conversation without hearing the other person's point of view then i think you're too wrapped up in yourself exactly you need to be able to hear 
both sides, you just have to listen to each other. You're right. Although, I mean, out of everything this week, um, there was one good thing that did one, one true fact that came out of the, the White House this week. There was a point, of t- point in time that um, President Biden had to go in for a medical procedure. He had to go in for a colonoscopy. And you know what? The facts came out. He is full of shit. <laughs> and now we have had the very first woman ever in charge of the nation. That's right. Camelco was- Harris has had the uh, power in her grubby little hands um, for that brief time that he was under anesthesia. Yes. And the whole world prayed that he would make it. <laughs> yes, for once. <laughs> Because I don't know how much lower their approval rating, together or separate, can go. Yeah, like, they're, they're literally in the 30s. She's in the 20s. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot. Did you hear her communication director has quit? Yep. And what did you just give up? Like, this woman just can't say the right thing no matter what. And... I, I uh, that that's me being a smart ass. <laughs> but you know what? It's it's true though, because the problem I mean, and, and you look at it and everybody's touted, oh well, you know, 80 million plus people, the most people ever voted for Joe Biden. Seriously? So you're you tell me that 75 million people out there now have buyer's remorse? <laughs> yeah, they should. I mean, I wonder how many of those people are buried six feet under that voted for him or voted twice or, you know, were or came from Russia or China. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing how this thing. And, and again, I'm going to move away from the voter fraud. You know, we know the system was rigged. We know the, the election was rigged in 2020. There, there's no doubt about it. I yeah. But there's not anything we can do to change that right now. Hopefully we can, I don't know, their whole, uh, uh, what the Democrats want to pass for the voter new laws are, will make things worse. Yeah, I agree. But, um, you know, it's just, there, there has to be some, you know, there has to be some sort of foolproof method to you know, have an election. The problem being, you know, it's amazing to me. They could use social media or they could use the internet, whether it's an ISP or not, to track just about anything, except they, for some reason, they can't use somebody's static ISP to allow them to vote via the internet from their home. See, and I know absolutely nothing about that. So I... Well, I I mean, I mean, if you think about it, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, whatever the case may be, they can literally pinpoint a hair on your ass crack from your computer ISP based on, you know, they could be going through the one of our webcams right now to see what the hell we're talking about. And but yet they can't utilize that technology to capture the 
the um, the IP address. Each every device that is connected in some sort of fashion to the internet, whether it's your computer, my computer, your cell phone, uh, video game console, um, you know the the um, toaster that comes with Wi-Fi, the Roombas that come with Wi-Fi. Every, everything has an IP address, and that way. You know, by their filters and getting their warrants and, and and everything, they're able to. That's how they capture so many people that go to dark web sites because everything is captured by the IP address. And you know, yes, there are there are um, virtual private networks (VPNs) that literally you can. And this is the way that some people get around um, the restrictions on what you could watch in certain countries when it comes to Netflix, YouTube, etc. cetera. Um, when WWE Network back in March made the jump to Peacock um, in the U.S. only, or you, yeah, in the U.S. only, um, but everywhere else in the world still had the WWE Network as it is on the web, there were many people who purchased a VPN, a virtual private network, so that they could make it look like their network is streaming from a different country like Austria or the Philippines or um, Netherlands or somewhere in that general or anywhere so that it wouldn't look like you're accessing the internet from the US and you could watch the WWE network on the actual WWE network as opposed to going to Peacock. Um, so that's, you know, and, and that's how some people... If you ever watch like Law and Order SVU or CSI or whatever, and they're dealing with cyber crimes, when you see like an IP address bounce from tower to tower and, you know, it only stays for like 30 seconds, then it goes to a different network or whatever. Um, that's basically how you can jump your network and stay hidden in the web, so to speak. But eventually it all boils down to, you know, they get to the bottom of it, at least in Hollywood uh, shows. But um there has to be some sort of a way for people to be able to vote, you know, whether it's through their smartphones or through their tablets or whatever. But again, but again, I guess that's just, that would, that would be even more of a mess. Um, how, how can we fix the voting system in our country? I don't know. I, I do believe IDs are a good idea. That you should at least have an ID to vote. Yes, I agree. I mean, you um, need an ID to check into a hotel. I mean, right. and or you rent need a, a credit card or rent a car. But mm -hmm. why don't you need it? Well, well, I mean, but I guess that's state by state because here in Connecticut, well, no, you actually don't need an ID as long as you have. If you don't have a picture ID, you have to have two form two utility bills showing your address for proof of residency. Yeah. So again, I guess, I mean, I guess it can be, uh, if can be faked if you have, you know, but I think that's why they use like a utility bill, like an electric bill or something. Cause you don't want to have multiple electric bills under your name. I don't think. Um, yeah. I mean, unless there are some dumb people out there. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, look at our president. What was that? 
He said, obviously, look at our president. Oh, yes, that's very true. But I agree. <laughs> I, I do agree. Voter IDs, I honestly feel like voter IDs are, are a must. And I don't understand why people say that would restrict other, you know, that would restrict the voting rights of some people. Like, who doesn't have an ID nowadays, even just an ID? Um, everyone. I mean, everyone has an ID. You, even like the little guy that I take care of had to get an ID so he can have, open his own bank account. He'll right. never drop or anything like that, but he has an ID. So that, but every, it's, it's crazy that, that I don't understand how that would block one race, one ethnicity, right. why that racial. And exactly. It goes back to racial. How does it, how does needing, how does requiring a voter ID um, keep a, you know, keep black people or Hispanic people from voting? I believe if I was black or Hispanic and and people were saying that, I would be downright pissed off because what are you, you saying I'm too stupid to go get a driver's license? Or Apparently, I mean, Biden did say that black people don't know how to use computers or electronics or something. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. It, it's something, everybody does have, a, have an ID. I mean, from the time you're, you know, let's say 18 years old, um, you should be having a photo ID on you, whether it's a school ID or something that you have. You, the kids have to have IDs to get into school. Mm -hmm. You know, with the new security that they put in, they have ID, you know, they wear their ID on their land, lanyard so they can yeah. get be in school. I mean, I mean prisoners need a photo ID attached to them at all times when they're going into the... Uh, when they're out in the hallway or whatever, uh, you know, um, but, but let's, let's kind of think about this here. They put more of a, they're putting so much more emphasis on a vaccine mandate than voter IDs. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so are you going to be able to go vote without your vaccine card? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. That's a very good question, actually. So for the, like, for for example, for the people, let's take New York, for example, who uh, they have some of the strictest vaccine um, mandate in the country because you have to literally, next month, um, when my fiance comes out here for Christmas, uh, for the Christmas week, we're going down to New York City for the day. Um, you know, it's a two and a half hour train ride or something. So we're going to Times Square. We're going to go visit the 9-11 Museum. We're going to go to the uh, Museum of Sex. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at Madame Tussauds Wax Museum as well, if we can make it or whatever. Um, but, I mean, every place says you have to show proof of vaccination to get in. You want to go to Radio City Music Hall to see the Rockettes, you have to show your proof of vaccination. So... You're telling me it's making you're making it harder for me to go watch people dance on stage and kick their legs up in the air than it would be for me to go vote. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just totally crazy. Like right. I agree. That's that's if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna force people, you know, now granted, you know, I, I haven't heard much more from that appeals court about blocking the uh, 
vaccine mandate. Um, you know, I haven't heard much about the other, you know, 22 or I'm sorry, 26 states or 27 states that are involved in going against the Mac, the vaccine mandate. I haven't heard much from them. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, been put on the back burner. Yeah, um, I don't, I would have been like paying attention to that. My, uh, the company I work for just announced that we are now, we have a mandate too, so. And yeah, I got the, got the letter that said that we don't want it either, but we get government contracts, so you have to have it. Well, you know what's funny? You, you know, that you brought up government contracts. Um, Congress people are exempt from that vaccine mandate. I saw it. I didn't believe it. That's, but I guess they didn't have to have Obamacare either. Yeah, like uh, you're right because it, the fucked up part about that is that these are the people that we're electing to lead us, and they're above the law. Yeah, that is insane. They they make laws that they don't have to follow. You're right. Hey, I, I want in on that. <laughs> I want. Let's see, what do I want everyone else to have to do, but not me? Uh, stay off the road from 6.30 in the morning till 8.30 in the morning. That's the law. Everyone has to do it, but me. Right. I have spoken. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous how the, you know, See, and, and the other the other part that I really can't stand, they're able to vote themselves raises. <laughs> oh, know? yeah, yep. Sign me up for that one, too. So here's, here, here, if I became president, I think I might have shared this a time or two before, but I have a great idea on how to overhaul the entire payroll system and truly make people care about the citizens they represent. For anybody who represents anybody who is an elected elected official whether it's a governor a mayor a congressperson whatever their salary should be based on the average salary of all the people they represent there you go so you know for for every you know person like vince mcmahon who is a billionaire in connecticut there are probably about 50 schlubs like me making, you know, 30, 40,000 a year, 50,000 a year, whatever it may be. Um, and that would severely bring down their, you know, their incomes to the point where I, they would have more of a motivation or more of a stake in making sure that the people that they represent have better wages because yeah, every time cool. their wages go up, the average wage goes up and their pay will go up. Maybe they won't vote for the like closing the pipelines and that kind of crap too, because all those people out of work. And how about the wall that they're, we're, I guess we're still paying people to build the wall. Do you know that how much we, we are paying the contractors that are to build the wall because they're under contract and they're still being paid. But even there's no wall the going wall. up. Yeah. Wow. Yay me. <laughs> i always look at that and like oh i'm paying for that yeah exactly uh, it's just absolutely I, and i guess the new tax plan that, they, that they're trying to roll out is going to make the wealthier wealth more wealthy 
Are the wealthy people more oh, wealthy? Yeah. Something about they're raising the raising the the tax rates are going up, but they're putting in more exemptions, more more loopholes. Now, didn't isn't that what they tried to get Trump on because he took advantage of the legal loopholes to yes. make his earned income cheaper, so he didn't have to pay as much taxes. Yes, so now, he's bad for following the law. Right, but oh. But our socialist Bernie Sanders, who's a millionaire and made millions in a, writing a book, uh, he, all he said was, I paid what I had to. You know, there's no, oh, hey, I'm a socialist. You guys should get some of this. Yep. Yeah. Did, did you see, well, you're not on Twitter, but uh, there was a pretty funny Twitter exchange not too long ago. Elon Musk, who's the... Uh, the inventor or the owner of Tesla. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he replied to one of Sander, Bernie Sanders' tweets said, oh, I forgot you're still alive. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, but that was pretty funny. Um, so, so Rittenhouse being not guilty, that's a big win for the Second Amendment. That's a big win for the, you know, for people who actually believe in uh in self-defense and self-defense laws, you know, unfortunately not every state has self-defense laws, you know, Connecticut is one of those states where we have no self-defense law. So somebody breaks into your house, you shoot them, you kill them, you're going to jail. Oh, smart. Defending your house. I honestly don't know what ours are and I should maybe look into that, but (laughs) I don't know. I, I don't understand the concept why, like why you don't have the ability or the legality to defend your own home. No, I don't either. I, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get the concept behind that. I don't understand why that was ever changed. If anybody's out there listening and you have an idea as to why certain states don't have self-defense laws, um, please definitely hit, hit me up on Twitter at V episode SWE. You can email, email at uh, sportswireaudio at gmail.com. Um, because I want to know, you know, I, I want to know why there's so many, um, there, there are states that have, don't have social, that have, don't have self defense laws. I don't know. I, I couldn't understand that for the life of me. However, moving on. Um, so Biden, the person who's in the, in the fortune cookies from over in China, um, he's in the egg roll wrappers, um, went ahead and, you know, like, like we said at the, at the beginning of the episode, um, this, uh, this opinion piece was actually written by Linda McMahon, who was the former head of the small business administration under president Trump and now leads, um, now leads one of the political action campaigns that, uh, I think it's the, the, uh, is it the America first policy Institute? That's where we go. Um, and, um, she wrote a, you know, she wrote an opinion piece on November 17th, on Wednesday that uh, was right before the uh, hearing, the uh, confirmation hearing um, 
or nomination hearing, whatever the case may be, of Joe Biden's administration, uh, the uh, comptroller of the currency within the Treasury Department, uh, Saleh Omarova, Omarova, however the case is, she was, you know, born and raised in Russia. You know, we, we kind of mentioned at the beginning that Senator Kennedy from uh, Louisiana said, uh, I don't know whether I should call you uh, uh, Miss Omarova or Comrade. Comrade Amarova, um, or Professor Amarova, I should say, or Comrade, um, you know, kind of showing her ties to, you know, the Russian embassy and, and all that kind of stuff. But she basically put it out there that she is in favor of a, uh, a centralized bank. Get rid of everybody's personal banking bank accounts. What? Yep, I heard. I heard her with my own two ears. <laughs> she also said that she wanted the uh, small um, fuel companies to go bankrupt. bankrupt yep, and, and focus on climate change. All the oil and the uh, gas companies and fossil fuels and everything. Yeah, that she wants them all to go bankrupt so they can focus on climate change. Yeah, like. Give me, like, don't get me wrong. And I, I've actually had this discussion with, um, I had this discussion at one point with one of my professors during one of my classes in that the, you know, the, one of the things was, you know, about climate change and, you know, about how the climate is changing, whatever the case was. And you know what? The thing is, I agree to a point that the climate is changing, but the climate actually goes in cycles, you know, yeah. um, it's it, the weather patterns are in a cycle, you know, and that's why there was a, an ice age. That's why there was a great flood from, you know, from the Bible, Noah's Ark. I mean, it was because of the, the ice age was over and all the melting. At least that's my opinion and my interpretation of it. Um, whether or not it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, I don't know, but that was the purpose, at least in my opinion. Um, and it makes for a better story. But, um, you know, so, the, so the, the, the climate always does, it's cyclical, like anything else in this world, it's cyclical. However, because of the advancements of humankind and technology and, you know, different things, yes, it has been accelerated, you know, yeah. the, the cycle because of, you know, the carbon dioxide and carbon monoxide, whatever else that goes in the air. I get that. And go on. No, I was just agreeing with you. Sorry. But, um, but I don't think it's something that, I don't think it's something that millions and millions of dollars can change. Let me put it that way. I agree. And if you put all these regulations on us to change it right here in the United States, okay, yeah. we're a big country, but you got all of the rest of the world doing whatever the hell they want. Yeah. It's really going to make a lot of difference here. I mean, everybody has to do it. I mean, we'd have to have that one world order that they're working for where yeah. everybody follows the same rules. Yeah for it to really make a difference. And China, you know, we're gonna give them money. So sometime in the future, they can have less emissions. And then, you know, when the future gets here, they'll just say, oops. 
Yeah, you're right. What are you going to do to them? Like, if they don't, I just don't. It's silly to put all the restrictions just on us. And I, I think everyone treat this world the best they can. I do. It is our planet and we need to treat it right. But, you know, we can't do it alone. <laughs> well, look at look at the, the climate change summit. You know, was G6 or whatever summit it was, the climate change accord summit that was so highly, you know, popular a couple of weeks ago. You know, it was over, you know, when what Switzerland or something. And everybody, every politician, every big wig in the country, what did they do? They took private jets. Yes. And Biden had 85 cars in his five cars. Come on, have you ever heard of a car pool? In his thing, uh, whatever the, the you know, the big yeah. yeah, there was 85 cars. It's like, uh, really? <laughs> you know, it should, again, they think they're above, you know, it's like, I would much rather have somebody who leads by example. I don't think yeah. we've ever had anybody that actually led by example. Not in the modern age anyway, maybe, maybe back in the, I don't know. There's a lot about presidents I don't know. Yeah. And I was going to say that when we were talking about the first woman in charge, we had a president that was pretty sick that had a stroke, but I don't remember which one it was. Was it FDR? I think so. And that his wife probably was the one making all the decisions. Oh, we know. We know with the Obamas, Michelle wore the pants in that family as well, too. Oh, yeah. And so, Hillary. I mean, you know, when Bill was in office, Hillary wore the pants because Bill didn't wear any. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's... Why is he so much more likable than she is? I think it's because he's just... he. Bill Clinton is more one of those... You can't even call him a redneck. He's probably a sophisticated redneck. You know, whereas Hillary is just very unlikable. Like, she's one of those... She's one of those women who can't even call her a feminist because she's just so anti-gender. <laughs> um, you know, she's one of those people that believes in multiple genders. Yeah, I I don't get it. I've never. She's just very unlikable. Yeah, she she Somebody really is. Must. Someone uh, must like her. Well, I guess at one point Bill did, or he wouldn't have married her. Mm, she came from money, didn't she? Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. That's, See, that's okay. my problem. I don't have any money. So <laughs> me either. <laughs> um but you know, it's just one of those things where you just never know. All right, so getting on to some lighter hearted lighter lighter hearted talk. Um you know what we're gonna go to our song right now and uh uh, we're gonna yeah we're gonna go to our song right now and um it is by, like i said by j deuce the flash of light it's called uh, not that song you know in the past weekend i i downloaded this album and then i also downloaded the new kid rock song so you can't tell me i don't have a uh very eclectic music taste you added to your collection i did yes um, but anyways, this song is called No Wings. It's off the Real Talk album by J. Deuce, The Flash of Light. Um, it is uh, a fantastic song. Like I said, he's a friend of mine. 
and uh, we'll be right back and we'll discuss it. But uh, we'll be right back. Right wing, kill us me in the middle. Blue 
And that was Jay Deuce, No Wings. And, um, you know, you listen to it. Uh, and it's a good song. It, it was. And he makes sense. You know, and he does. You know, she and I are, have been friends for, you know, going on a decade now. And, you know, we don't see eye to eye on the political spectrum. He's more liberal. I'm more conservative. Or he's more left-leaning. I'm more right-right. Uh, leaning, although I, I consider myself more of a moderate um, conservative. I'm more of a libertarian, um, perhaps, but <clears throat> he makes a lot of sense. You know, we don't agree. We didn't agree on the 2020 presidential election, and, you know, we don't agree on, on our political views, but the thing is, is that we definitely have to have conversations, and, and what I mean by intelligent conversations, not you know, she said, she said, name calling where you're blocked on Twitter and then not invited to their birthday parties. Um, you know, um, it's just one of those things where I feel there's not enough of that going on because he's right. Everybody talks politics and there's inside their own political bubble. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're group, they're conservative. And, and, and I'm guilty of it You've, because you feel more comfortable expressing your viewpoints in people that ha that are like-minded right you don't feel attacked because right. sometimes when you speak to people outside of this bubble well when i speak to my family they're like i don't care mom <laughs> but <laughs> you know <laughs> right well i mean my sister had my sister had a had an ex-boyfriend who staunch liberal staunch democrat you know could do no wrong um you know biden's gonna be the savior of the world and all that kind of happy horse shit but um couldn't have you know my <laughs> when i first met the guy my sister warned me actually my mother and my sister both warned me and said don't talk politics <laughs> you know keep your opinions to yourself because he's a snowflake you know he's a liberal you know, God forbid you get into, you know, it's like you can't even talk to them in, in, in a, you can't even talk to liberals for the most part. And there are, but there are, there are some intelligent Democrats out there, very few, but, you know, there are people that you that could hold intelligent conversations with actual facts and figures or they or they can back up their feelings. Let me put it that way. Um I went to a I went to a seminar today, um, a training seminar for Herbalife. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I, you and I have talked. You've heard of the company before. I'm sure many people have. Um, but I went there today, and one of the speakers actually said something that really made a lot of sense. You know, in terms of when you're trying, you know, when you're trying to get somebody to start buying the stuff from you as a distributor, and they said, 
there are two types of people in the world. Flash sale Felicia's and uh, I think it's try this Karen's or something. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the whole idea behind Felicia and Karen anyways. Um, but she said, what happens when you're walking down the street and you know, you come in front of a store and the person said, you got to try this. Okay. What does it do? Well, you've got to try this. Okay. Well, why, why do I need, you know what? You just have to try this and going <laughs> on and on without backing it up without right. saying, you know, and then you meet people that, you know, say, you got to try this. Okay. Why? Well, you know what? Look at me. I tried this. I did this. I used this. And, you know, and then you get the person asked, well, what did you do? I did this. And you want the person to say, give me that because you're sharing your experience. You're sharing your, you know, you, you know, what you did, you know, and that's what I feel like it's, it's, there's a big difference and it's on both sides of the political spectrum, not just liberals, not just, you know, it it goes for conservatives too. There are those, those right-wingers that are, you know, completely, you know, um, a hundred percent Republican. They don't want to hear anything about, you know, any good that a liberal or a Democrat may have done. Right. So we need to start having more mature, uh, intelligent conversations. Unfortunately in, you know, social media era that we're in now, you can tailor what you see on your social media feed so that it's just what you believe in. Yeah, so you're just wrapped up in that bubble. That's all, everyone thinks the same as I do. And if you don't, you must be something wrong with you. I try not to block people based on their um, political views, although I've been blocked numerous times. Um, I am blocked by quite a few, quite a few celebrities actually. Um, I'm blocked by um, Maura West, who plays Ava Jerome on General Hospital. I'm blocked by Nancy Lee Gron, who plays Alexis Davis on General Hospital. I'm blocked by Jim Cornette, one of the greatest wrestling managers in history, who has two very awesome podcasts, who he is a staunch liberal Democrat. I mean, you know, his name for President Trump was President Pigfucker. So, I mean, um, you know, and or President Pig shit, one of those two, but either way, um, you know, I listen to both his podcasts every week because he's hilarious. He's entertaining. He's a great mind in wrestling. I just don't agree with his political. But um, there have been people that I've had to stop following or had to unfollow, not block, but unfollow them because you know what they were. The, the, pro, the thing is, it's like it's been a year, over a year now that we had our the, the election mm-hmm. and they're still pointing out that Trump is not president. Like, can you not get into the present? I mean, Trump derangement syndrome is real and it's still very apparent. Honestly, that's, I hate that when you have a conversation and it's always back to no matter what you're talking about, politically, it's, well, Trump. It's like, yeah, he's been gone a year. You know, yeah. he's, he's not here. Right. We can't blame him anymore. And apparently, 
you know, there, there are a lot of people who say, oh, well, Biden can't control the gas prices. Well, actually, when you close down a full pipeline that's piping in oil from our own sources mm-hmm. and you close that pipeline and now we're back to being dependent on foreign oil. Well, yeah, you can. We did. Yeah. I mean, maybe he can't right at this moment make them better tomorrow, but he did make them worse. He did. Absolutely. I mean, I think I pay now $42 to fill my tank. And that's, you know, our gas here is, I think I paid $340 a gallon. That's about what I'm paying too. Like, I, it's 30 some to fill up my car, but. And, I, and, and that's one of the cheaper ones around here. I mean, I've seen them up to like 350, 360. So, you know, hell, even on the highways, like 380. And this is for regular unleaded. In Connecticut, in California, it's like over $6 a gallon. Have you looked at the price of a hamburger? That's crazy. I mean, literally, like it's four and a half dollars a pound. Wow. You, you know, last year we could buy steak for that. Now you can't even get burger. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez says cows are evil because they fart and they mm-hmm. want to put a ban on. You know, cow flatulence. <laughs> okay. Because of the methane gas. I mean, other animals don't. I mean, hell, I fart. I mean, I'm not going to oh, deny it. You're in trouble. We have to get rid of you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know if necessarily, I mean, there may be some times where I smell worse than a cow, but I mean, it depends on what I eat. Um, but I mean, seriously, how, like when she was uh, in this whole Green New Deal garbage, she literally had it written that, you know, cow flatulence was outlawed. How do you stop a cow from farting? <laughs> like, that's how stupid this woman is. And how the hell did she get elected to Congress? Well, it was New York, but I, yeah. seriously. It's because her lipstick is always on point. That's why she got elected. I mean, I don't know what kind of point she's on, but I mean, <laughs> like, I, don't get me wrong. She's a very beautiful woman, but sure as hell doesn't go to the brains category. No. Uh, yeah, we throw in a blonde joke almost, but, you know. She's not blonde. I, mean, I unless, know. I, I mean, know. Unless, unless the curtains don't match the carpet. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Now you've gone over the edge. <laughs> or maybe it's a hardwood floor and there's no carpeting there. Who knows? I think it might be time to say goodbye for this week. <laughs> maybe I'm getting a little punchy right now. Um, maybe you need some sleep, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's probably the only time you'll hear uh, a joke like that about AOC on any kind of podcast, you know. <laughs> Uh, but you know what <laughs> regardless um on to some light-hearted subject this past uh friday night i was at wwe smackdown as a as a, actually um as a matter of fact tonight is the survivor series live on the cock on peacock um and uh it was a good it was a good show um and uh, it was nice to get back into a live event situation where there was a there were fans. You know, they didn't have a mask mandate, although 
they did say masks have to be required when walking in, but then afterwards you just take it off. Nobody really cares. Although the only thing I will say that I was really upset about in terms of the actual arena itself is that they, they, they went cashless. Like they're not accepting any cash. Everything is card, um, card paying. Um, and it's like, it would have been nice to have, they said something on the tickets that we, we don't accept cash. So for people like me that took cash out specifically for it, you know, I was better prepared. Um, yeah. But although what's funny, if the entire building is cashless, why do they have ATMs there? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but either way, it was at the XL Center. It was, you know, Friday Night Smackdown. Paul Heyman, if you don't know anything about wrestling, you need to look up Paul Heyman. He is a probably the best manager in wrestling right now. He's the uh, the uh, what the hell is he called? The uh, the council, the, high, the the yeah, he's the special counselor, or the the high council for um, for Roman Reigns. Fantastic manager, quickest wit that's out there right now. So they have a dark match. After the show goes off the air, they do something for the crowd that's still there. And they had a dark match. Dark match was uh, Drew McIntyre, Biggie, and and Xavier Woods against Roman Reigns and, and his stablemates, his cousins, the Usos. Paul Heyman at ringside. Now, there's been a viral video going around where, you know, Paul Heyman gets involved in the dark match. He, he wants to get tagged in in a six-man match similar to this. And he, you know, he's dressed in a suit. He kind of looks like the, he, I mean, I hate to say it, but he does. He looks like Alfred Hitchcock, you know, from his silhouette. And he, he's got his suit on, so he wants to get involved. He rips off his jacket, slams him down on the commentary table, gets up on the apron, says, tag me, I want in. And goes ahead, gets tagged in. He goes to get in. He trips over the bottom rope, and they get beat up. And then rolls out. <laughs> so that that's the viral video that's going on. So everybody's like, okay, let's see what he does tonight. Well, he didn't disappoint. So he got, you know, he got fired up, ripped off his jacket. Instead of getting tagged into the match, he gets the microphone. And he goes, you know, Xavier Woods, you want me to get involved in the match? You know, you don't want me to get involved in the match. I put the Jew in jujitsu. <laughs> because he's Jewish and oh my god you had to be there but that that popped me but then he started talking about you know ECW because he was the former owner of, of another wrestling organization that was bought out by WWE 20 years ago um, and still has a cult following to this day but he started talking about ECW and why it closed it was awesome Paul Heyman again proves that he is the most over and the, the most important manager in wrestling at this time um, but I enjoyed it. Have you been to any live events since the pandemic started or has no. almost come to an end? No, I haven't. I, I don't do anything but work and come home. Uh, gosh, I know the feeling. I will say that my personal schedule is changing this coming week. Obviously, we want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. This coming Thursday is Thanksgiving. Um, what, are you, uh, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for my family. That's first. Yeah. Um, 
I'm thankful I live in Nebraska. <laughs> people are a little calmer around here. I'm thankful for my friends. Yeah. Um, I have a whole lot, but the ones I have are really good. And oh, probably a million other things. I've <laughs> I'm thankful for the stupid cat that likes to sit on my head and massage my brain. Oh, so um, that's why you're so smart. That's it. Cat cat paws massaging my brain. Yeah, that is she sits that on the back to manipulate you. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you will give me your ice cream. <laughs> uh, How about you? I am thankful for my friends and my family above all. Um I actually have a lot to be thankful for this year. Um, I, I, I am very thankful for my jobs to the point where I have two jobs and you know what? Yes. I'm, I'm stressed for sleep at times, you know, but I have two great jobs that, that I enjoy doing now. I don't want to do two jobs for us my life. That's why I'm going to be getting my degree within six months. But, um, I am. I, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for having a good work ethic. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thankful for being brought up to have a good work ethic. Um, unfortunately, it didn't go to my son. Um, my son is 16 years old. Okay. I love him. He's my pride and joy. You know, so he uh, got his second job right now. He, he, he got a summer job at the library but now he's got a job at Dairy Queen and so this past Friday night while I was at Smackdown he uh, had his homecoming so my mother texted pictures of him and you know and everything and I'll have to show you the pictures and how I now I call him Elton John um, but <laughs> so anyways he got this job at Dairy Queen. Apparently, in the town where Dairy Queen is, there were two schools in the general area of the kids that worked there that both had their homecoming on the same night. Apparently, they only they would only allow three people to actually request the night off, which kind of is kind of shitty, but whatever it is, what it is, especially when you deal with high school kids, you know. But regardless of the fact, so. I guess a lot of people called out or no call, no show or whatever. Um, and my son took it upon himself. He posted his shift. He was supposed to work Friday night. So he posted a shift for someone else to take it. Nobody did. So he didn't go to work because uh -huh. he said, oh, well, at least I'm going through the, you know, I'm going through the right channels to post to see if somebody else take my job, take my shift. Mm -hmm. well nobody did so he just okay i made the effort but i still can't go in oh no <laughs> well yeah, i saw him saturday and he's like well yes everybody that didn't show up got taken off the schedule for this week and won't be scheduled until they go talk to the manager there you go i said well you gotta understand one thing I understand it's important for your homecoming. I said, but you're a junior. You still have next year. I said, number two, um, number two, a day off request is just that, a request. 
if you can't get it off, you still have to work. Um, I said, so you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess he did talk to his manager and for the most part, the manager said, next time you do it, you're, you're fired. <laughs> so I said, well, that's your one warning. There you go. But that kind of goes back to the whole mentality of kids these days where everything revolves around them and what they want to do instead of, you know, realizing that if you have a job, that's your priority. I mean, outside of school or whatever, but your job is your priority. And I don't know. You're right. I don't see that a lot in the younger generation. That's it's just like, oh, well, I'll go tomorrow instead. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. You're on a schedule for a reason. I mean, I love my son, but I mean, you know, he's got to learn these concepts. And unfortunately, that's not that kind of mentality is not being taught to kids nowadays. You know, like every high school, every high school should have a mandatory life skills class as a, as a freshman, maybe a sophomore, but teach them about schedules for for work and how to balance it. Uh, I know it's probably a outdated term, but a checkbook, you know, right. how to balance a bank account, pay attention to your credits and debits on your credit cards, debit card state. How about how to change a tire? How to exactly how to change a tire, how, how to, you know, all these other hand. things that actually come in handy as, as an adult. I mean, I think half of driver, I mean, I think a class of driver's ed should be how to change a tire, what to do if your car dies and you have to pull mm -hmm. over the side of the road, you know, um, what to happen if your car catches fire like mine did a couple years ago. Um, um, but like, seriously, all this, all these kinds of things, these kids are ill-equipped. Instead of handing out participation trophies, why don't we teach these kids life skills, how to cook? You know, even if you take a day to learn, show, you know, teach kids how to boil pasta, you know, right. how to cook for themselves. I agree. I mean, I think all these should be uh, more beneficial for kids rather than, you know, an extra year of math. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I, there's a lot of those things you'd hope that people get at home, but you Agreed. don't. But you don't anymore. I mean, I mean, you're a single mom. You know, how, how often were you able to teach your kids how to cook, how to shop, how to, you know, clean? Um, you know, with my older kids, I did better, but no, I just don't have time. Exactly. Like you keep them alive or you teach them. <laughs> I am going to have to say goodbye to everyone because I have got, today is my daughter's 19th birthday. Oh, and, well, happy birthday. And I've got people over, so I got to go make rice. Oh, well, enjoy your, enjoy your party. Uh, we'll take off over this anyways, but uh, we will see you next week for Valerie Noise. I am the bariatric bachelor now engaged, Vinny Apicella. And uh, again, follow me on, on all of the social media platforms, you know, at the Apicella SWE on Twitter, at bariatric underscore bachelor on TikTok, um, email sportswireaudio at gmail.com. And you can find the show wherever you find your favorite podcast. Again, uh, I am Vinny Apicella. 
for my uh, podcast co-host Valerie Noyce. We will see you next week right here on the Very Active Now we go.